You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch. Served hot. Oh, yeah. Extreme. Unfortunately. God, I just Not that extreme. No. They didn't even have any music. There was less licensed music than there was Extreme Rules. AEW <laughs> has licensed music. Just saying, guys. Yeah. For anyone that was just listening to the podcast version, uh, yeah, that was a rest in peace in the beginning there for Lily. Oh, baby. She had to die on this shit show. How you what? kill her on the regular rules post? What the fuck, guys? It doesn't matter. Regular rules, the one night with WWE's is the same cookie-cutter bullshit they've been doing for 20 years. I was wondering how you felt. I guess yeah. I don't know. And you know what the funny thing is? That end did no favors. I guess I, you know, I didn't even have. I'm so numb. I don't even. I didn't even really think about how I felt. It was the first time I'm you thinking, how did I feel? I was numb, and then the end happened. This this whole setup for me was the equivocal to if you've ever taken out your trash. If you came back in the house and someone asked you, how do you feel about that? Like, well, you know, <laughs> like I didn't think for. I didn't stop for a minute and I said, how do I feel about this? I don't think I felt good though. That being said, this is deep. The funny thing about it is you say that. I showed sure enough took, <laughs> took out the trash at work tonight. It was a lot more fun. <laughs> this it is the Extreme the side, so Rules 2021 post show. Talk Brunch Live. September 26th, technically going into September 27th after midnight. As you guys know, we're nocturnal. We're going to sit here and discuss everything that happened in this wonderful show. And hope WWE doesn't try to harass us too much with more than just watching the show shout out, why they had so much free time. shout out to everybody we'll shout out all the platforms at the end let's talk some extreme rules stuff yeah man that intro music was pretty extreme yeah they had I don't Good know days. what they they didn't even have music they didn't have magic yeah they were anything. too busy fucking with us they didn't seem to have too much of anything going on that I was able to see Like, I've did never they, seen such a phone-in pay-per-view before. Did any titles change hands or anything? None. No. All right. Well, let's just make fun of shit. Let's look through this program and yeah, see if there's it. shit to. Why are we? Why? Why are you or, cover the card? Or maybe there's the stuff that's good. Champions lost their titles. No, I'm covering the card. Let's see. Maybe there's stuff that you just were like, screw it. You'll rip the script up, huh? <laughs> I'll put about as much effort as they put up. Oh boy. <laughs> Thank you for the host, Cooler. Thank you for the host. Um, I don't know. I'm looking through SmackDown's program right now just to see if there was anything that was really relevant that happened. Because, you know, we usually go into SmackDown before we talk about the show. So uh, I guess I'll be doing that. Let me bring SmackDown up on the screen here. And maybe perhaps you can tell me. Like, I'll just go through and I'll ask if you want to see it on screen. And if you don't, I'm just as okay with it. Because less bullshit from them. Oh, fuck yourself. Like I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to I'm looking through this now. I'm like, what was standout-ish? Like, okay, a couple things about SmackDown that stood out to me. Uh the Becky Lynch stuff, right? The crowd during this stuff is completely 
100% sedated. Like they're about as sedated as sedated can be. Uh, They're numb to it because it's like the crowd got lost in the storyline because it was such an awkward heel turn. It's like they're not completely sure what's going on. You know what I mean? They just don't care. It's not even that they don't care. It's just like they're not really sure what they should be doing. Like, should they pop? Becky Lynch is out there and she's the champion. That used to be like a good thing. As a matter of fact, they almost based the entire company on it one year. But then again, they didn't have her having 26 second matches. I'll tell you, that killed the whole thing. The other thing is, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like the crowd that we're hearing doesn't match the crowd that we're seeing like they're still using thunderdome like look at this because the crowd seems very numb here in the royal rumble watch when it cuts to the crowd you hear that it almost feels like that sound that piped in sound is dictating to them when to pop like the few that are because look where's that sound coming from in a quarter of the time and asked me so put some respect on my name come on Esther you're only joy because I showed the world how to be See, it's like only a few people really reacting I kind of felt like there wasn't really like they're piping and that's because the feud is just weird you know the way that they turned their heel and the way that uh everything happened just doesn't really work for anyone just the whole concept that they're trying to make them boo Becky Lynch. So I think the crowd is just choosing not to react. Yeah, because it's kind of like, like... It's like, okay, you're going to play this game? We're just not going to give you shit. No reaction feels right in this situation. Which, just to let that settle in, they managed to put Becky Lynch, who was the main fucking character for about two fucking years, in a situation where nobody's reacting. And it's one of those things where it's not because she isn't over, but it's almost like... They're not going to because you see them try to pop for her, but it's just literally conflicting with what's happening. So at times she's like getting heat and they're trying to pop. So she's kind of, you know, heating up the crowd while they're trying to like it's just weird. It's just a fucking awkward thing to watch. The crowd's not willing to put forth the energy if they're not going to give the proper response to it. Because like WWE seems to seems to forget the crowd tells you who's heel and who's face. You don't determine that. If the crowd, if you're if you're pushing somebody as a face and the crowd boos, guess what, fuckers? They're a heel. <laughs> that crowd will never boo Becky Lynch. So stop trying. Good slap here. Between these two. Disrespected by the man, by the champion, right here in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, the fighting and the brawling. Let the brawling begin. Uh, Apollo Cruz's intro is really cool now. Something has to be in this, right? Like I actually was immersed in the intro. Literally, because look at this. Look how nice the setup is they have for him. I thought that uh, for, a, for a split moment, I thought that they got statues out there. I was like, wow, man, they got this dude statues. This is like coming to America, you know? And uh, no, but it's just that the effects are really good. This reminds me of when Del Rio used to come out from the background of his mansion and look like he was coming out of his house. 
Yeah. They did, I think it was Mania 27. But yeah, look at this. This is kind of cool. And they made it a little bit more tribal of the music, unless my ears deceive me. I like it. You don't like it? If they just take the spear away? I mean, if they just take the fact that, spoiler alert, he's now 8-0 against Nakamura, stop giving <laughs> us his match as the same fucking intro. Like, is it 8-0, it really? Nice at all, but is it re- the story ends exactly the same, I'm just like, so what was the point? Is it really 8-0? Nice and- intro just to lose. What do you mean 8-0? Who has 8? Nakamura's beaten him, like, I think somebody said, I think I saw somewhere Nakamura's beaten him, like, 8 times now. Yeah, I guess that's Nakamura true. hasn't lost to, to Apollo Crews at all. They've done this rematch. God knows how many times the Nakamura keeps beating him. I think he wins the title here, though, doesn't he? No. Nakamura rolls him up. What title change was there? Well, I guess there wasn't one. You're right. I don't know why I thought that. You're right. Yeah. To King Nakamura. No, he doesn't ever win. You're right. Incredible power. The explosion. That's kind of interesting. This guy doesn't win matches. <laughs> he just gets... Yeah, he gets a fancy just, intro and gets his ass kicked. They elaborate his... Yeah, they elaborate his music and stuff more. Yeah, you're right. He rolls them up. I remember that. One cool thing was the exploder that that uh, Boogs does. We can actually roll that right into the finish if anyone is yeah, even emotionally... Look at this here. Look at the strength of this guy. Boogs from behind! And then that leads into the, uh, I guess, the roll-up that I mentally blocked out, because you're right. <laughs> I will say that the uh, Cruz looks better. They're letting him wrestle. They're letting him do more of his stuff. You know? Yeah. It'd be nice if it actually translates into something relevant. Like, they don't understand. Like, you can't just throw little fancy shit in and do the, do the same cookie cutter ending. It doesn't work like that. You put you, you can put a new lion statue out there every week. If he's just getting his ass kicked by Nakamura, why do I not even supposed to care? Yeah. And then I fucking guess. old raw underground on the outside. He's supposed to be a big menacing bodyguard and fucking booze just makes him his bitch. Like there there's no like beginning and middle and end with this shit. They're like, hey, let's do like one thing cool, it'll justify everything else. No. No. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, man. It's like they put, oh, yeah, that, that's something else I wanted to bring up. And I know it's petty of me. People are going to be like, you're being petty that uh, respect this company and shit. No. But look here, right? So Liv gets up. She does her little intro thing. And then the camera shot is that. What is that? Who is that? What are they shooting? <laughs> where, does, where is that guy? Who's that, where's that camera looking at? Don't nobody fucking know. And for those out there talking about respect this company, when they start fucking with our content, maybe I'll think about it for like a half second. What did they? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, look at look at the uh, it was just a camera shot to nothing. That guy probably was not expecting the camera to get pointed to him. Or maybe he fell asleep. Kevin done his fat fingers just hit the wrong button or some kind of shit. He fell asleep. Look at that. Spotlight on no one. shot. Why would you need the camera? To me, that's a metaphor of the whole state of things right now. God. Remember those days when SmackDown was the A show? What happened? This is still the better show. Yeah. But now it's starting to get some of that raw bullshit in it. There's the last episode of this, though. Because don't forget that you got, uh, they're going to be doing the uh, draft next week, right? You better hope I'm still fucking around for the draft or some of the shit they pulled tonight. 
Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else? Whistling Corbin was interesting, right? Remember that? Whistling Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, life is so good. I just, you know, I feel like whistling a little tune. <laughs> <laughs> This guy stinks at whistling, too. I, mean. <laughs> I love this guy, man. <laughs> but you know what the sad part is? They just had to ruin it. How? How did they ruin it? The what guy like... who attacked Kevin Owens. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, I know. Now, I That's... want everybody in here to understand yeah. something. That was Riddick Moss, right? Yeah, that was that guy who uh, almost broke Hideo Itami's neck and almost killed fucking Johnny Gargano. Yeah, that fucking guy. The Let's guy with the last that. relevant thing he did was unmemorable shit on Raw Underground. That fucking guy. Let's go to that. Kevin Owens. He doesn't look happy either, Michael Cole. Well, why would he be? He was assaulted by Corbin last week. Oh, my God. Who the hell? Is that Riddick Moss? You know what? You know how underwhelming Rid- of a reaction that was? Is that Riddick Moss? It was such an underwhelming reaction, and Riddick Moss is such an underwhelming run-in, that after he said, is that Riddick Moss, I didn't know, because McAfee tends to say whatever he wants. So when he said, is that Riddick Moss, I said, is that Riddick Moss? No, I don't think it is. I didn't think he was, like, it was a part of the script where he was, like, asking, I guess obviously they they fed it to him, but I just thought he was just guessing, because I was like, I don't know who that is. I was like, who the fuck is this? Why is he here? How come that was the run-in? For what reason do we need him? Is that Riddick Moss? All I'm saying, you can't be the A-show for too much longer when your run-ins include Riddick Moss. When the hell is the last time we've seen him? All on the ground. <laughs> Boy, is that, that Riddick Moss? Champion. Who's he? Happy Riddick? Happy Moss? Happy Corbin! And this dude's happy too. It, it appears as if... Are they both happy together? Oh, I don't want to watch anymore. Can you remind me what happens? I don't care. How about that? I don't know. He fucking existed and SmackDown's points went down even further. Happy Moss. At least we didn't get Logan Paul. We didn't get any Pauls this week. Oh. Naomi demands a match again, and they're doing the storyline with uh, what's her face, Sonya Deville. Yeah, acting like if uh, she can't uh, have a match because I don't know. It's like it almost feels racist. I hate to say it, but they're not, they're not giving a. Do you notice how do you, do you see like the racial thing about it? Like just the way it feels, yeah. the overtone of it. Like, but you know what I like... thought about as this was happening? If this is supposedly her way into the bloodline. This bitch has become the Gennetti of the fucking bloodline because that had the shittiest way to wind up in that group. I'm starting to think it has nothing to do with being in the bloodline. For her sake, I hope not. But it almost has that Booker T, Triple H feud thing where there was like people yeah. like you can't be champion, but they never really said anything Except racist. The girl who's but talking shit is nowhere near as big as Naomi is. Well, you know what I mean? Where it's like, remember the Triple H thing? It's like he never write said anything to him i don't even know if he like called him like boy or anything like that he might have i remember yeah, there was shit like that, like that happened to it heavily there was just a lot of implications where it was almost like he was gonna yeah, say at shit one point, like that i think he approached him in the back and like triple h handed him like a five dollar bill and like snapped it twice and said give me a towel right shit like that like tri- you see that's a good example you see what i'm saying where well, i'm not saying that it's racist but triple h is in a feud with booker t he 
he tossed a five dollar bill at him, snaps his finger, says, "Get me a towel." I'm not saying oh, that no, it's racist. What I'm saying, everybody, he snapped a bill. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't even uh say that it's racist, but I would say that it's gonna make you ask, "Is that racist?" Right? Well, that's kind of how I feel with the Sonya Deville shit, where it's like, it's not really happening, but it's just right enough where you go, is it happening or is it me? You know what I mean? And the whole reason why I'm careful about talking about it is because they strategically position that shit just in enough place where if you do say it first, they'll pull back and be like, what? What are you thinking? Where's your head? You know what I mean? Like, it's like almost like a trap. Am I right? Does it feel that way? Am I looking too much into this? It's just dumb. Like, Anyway, Naomi demands that uh, a match here. I don't know. They could just be to build a feud with her and Sonya, but I just didn't like that. Like, why Naomi? Like, why make single her out like that? It's just, they just it's like making, they just like having Naomi and dumb shit that never has an actual ending. It's not an interesting storyline, and they're always going to justify by saying that it's a storyline. Everything's a storyline, but they're bad storylines. And you know what the bad part is? It made me think. When's the last time Naomi had an interesting storyline? You have a person you're actually putting through that storyline, Liv Morgan. Like, that's Liv Morgan's actual storyline. Like, not just when she's on the air, but when she goes home. That's the storyline you have her in. So, like, why not do that with her, you know? Like, they're making a storyline out of what's their life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, like this art imitating life, imitating art, imitating life. Because there are legitimate women that have left that company because of exactly the, the problem that they're giving Naomi as a storyline. That's, by the way, not even part of the extreme rules. We're giving it more attention than they did. Anyway, uh before we move on to extreme rules the last thing that's notable about smack is roman reigns has a match against montez ford with weird that he was there by himself um ford is, is not having his best day huh nope. he slipped a couple of times let's go to one of the slips here on the way in he slips be careful up there man he almost slipped into the crowd he was crowd surfing <laughs> let me see if i could uh let me bring this up no we don't care about the solo cops right now Oh, see, right here, he's walking up. Watch when he climbs up. Whoop. Careful. You don't want to be one-fourth of the Street Profits. <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. Could have been worse. He's been on the top rope tonight, right? All right. All right. And then the table. Let's go to this table over here. You saw the table, right? I'm sure you saw Fucking the table. cheap-ass table. And that's because it's... Uh, McAfee was right when he oh, said... Yeah, you think that motherfucker because... showed up with a Fisher-Price table tonight. McAfee said, was, do you think it was because my fat ass was dancing on it before? And then Cole was like, it probably was because of that. <laughs> it probably was, actually, though. Especially if it was a gimmicked table here. But yeah, look at the way this shit just collapses underneath him. Look at McAfee's face. McAfee said, oh, shit. <laughs> he jumped up. shot, by the way. That was a legit reaction. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Naomi, exactly. Just kick her ass already. Quest in the, in the other chat room. Shout out, man. But yeah, just kick her ass. Naomi, kick her ass. That would make sense, though. You know how they feel about giving Naomi, Naomi gimmicks that make sense. If I don't talk about smackdown before we go into the pay-per-view which i'm probably the only show in the world who even does that but like if i don't do that most of these people don't even get brought up they don't even make it to the pay-per-view <laughs> but but yeah ford ford breaks the table long story short he winds up tapping to the guillotine and uh yeah then after that he gets destroyed at the end of the match should i go should i go to that does it matter i guess i should i mean yeah 
our enthusiasm is like, overwhelming. Right? Both of us were like, yeah. Montez Ford is defenseless. And the demon shows up, right? I do like where he appeared from, though. How much further do I have to go? Not much further, I don't think. All right, let me just run it through here, then. And Roman, man, every Samoan has a Uranagi, huh? Yeah, he got his. He leveled up high enough. (laughs) Yeah, because he's Uranagiing everybody. Joe has his corner one, right? Usually you, Joe Joe set up in the corner opponent running towards him. Uranagi. Yeah. Rock Joe bottom. Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> rock bottom Uranagi. I feel like other people. But yeah, Roman problem I have with Roman's Uranagi is that he sends he puts them through the table vertically. So like the part of the the top of the table could potentially arch up and hit him in the back of the head, you know what I mean? Like as opposed to if he went through like the middle of it, like across horizontally. Like it, it sort of is on his left and right side of him, like wings almost. Yeah, <laughs> but but George has a good point. Maybe the reason why this this bump was because it seemed like a little rough was because he was supposed to go through that announce table, so they just had to set another table up there and it was fucking just pfft. it was a last minute yeah, adjustment. Beforehand, stay away from the table. Yeah, but spoiler alert, Roman. Uh, I I feel like Roman hit him with the same, or he hit somebody with the Uranagi sideways like that again tonight. Was didn't he do it to Balor? Yeah, he hit Balor with it. With it and the sideways, he put him through the right way. But whatever. Maybe it's delivery. Maybe that's what he does. Come on, where the hell are you? Where is this? Where's Valorant? Come on, demon. Right, right, yeah, he was on the top there like that. Look at but that. You know this scary. foreshadowing of where he is on the top. What is the foreshadowing? He's on the ring post. Because you know that's sturdy. Oh, I see. We'll yeah, get to that at I'll the main event. About that I see. <laughs> I forgot about that until this very moment. Oh. There you go. Oh, man. Oh. The demon! Good dive. The demon's here! Here's my my one issue, and maybe it's just me being picky again, right? But he's the demon. The demon's here. Just teleported, manifested out of darkness. The whole atmosphere changes, mist and shit in the air. The demon's here. And then he goes and grabs a kendo stick. You know, just kind of took me out of the moment, you know what I mean? I mean, there. It was like one minute it was like the demons here. Dun, dun. Next minute it was double dragon. It was like. They were promoting regular rules that had an extreme rules made event. And that was the next point I was going to get to before any of you motherfuckers in the comments or in the podcast or whatever go oh, because it's extreme rules. There, there was nothing. There was nothing extreme about it. <laughs> <laughs> so then why would that? The only thing, this the is the most extreme, extreme rule. <laughs> the most extreme thing was this kendo stick. You have to remember when you look at this, you can't think from a halfway intelligent wrestling fan's point of view. You gotta think from the dumb fucks who called this primetime TV, because only this makes sense only to them. It's oh, like yeah. 
when they kill something, they don't just kill it. They throw it down. What was that monster in Return of the Jedi? I forget the name at the moment where it digests you. Boba Fett went the into it. Yeah, and, it, and it, whatever. And it digests you is for it, like hundreds of years. I don't know the name because I remember the fucking Family Guy skit. <laughs> Because it digests you for like hundreds of years. That sucks. You're down there forever. That's what it feels like they do to things. Because I can't even believe that this Extreme Rules used to be essentially it's the predecessor to ECW uh, One Night Stand. The first two years it happened, it was ECW's reunion show. That's what I'm saying. This was the, the first one of this was the ECW One Night Stand where they made everything look like ECW again and they put Paul Heyman back in charge and everyone did ECW yeah. stuff. And then he the second the one. the trench coat and the headset. Yeah, so All two years, got back together. and it was in the Hammerstein Ballroom, and it was awesome. And then the third year, it seemed more like a WWE thing. And then the fourth year, it did. And then years of us doing the show, we for always complain a little bit more. For a few years, they kept the concept of every match was extreme in one way or the other. I never thought now that, it's what is just it? a regular fucking show. What is it? Almost fucking two decades later, I never thought I'd still be here watching it get worse and worse. Like to the point where like somehow they managed to make it less extreme every time. I wish they would make it extremely not extreme all at once instead of slowly strangling it like this over a couple of decades. Like I wish that the next extreme rules would just be all of them in the ring and they all just have nap time. That way there's no coming back to it being extreme. We just take all the fucking extreme out of it. Just take the horse and shoot it in the back of the head. Because it's like weird to me. We started extreme. Nothing was extreme. Jesus, at least when TNA had hardcore justice rolling around the entire time that pay-per-view existed, and I think it still shows up even to this day, it still is hardcore justice. It's not just a fucking name. Newsflash, you dumb fucks, just because you throw extreme on the marquee doesn't make it extreme. I mean, this is the, the innovator of the extreme, of the entire extreme concept uh, it w- was, a, was a nervous wise man backstage during the extreme pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the uh you know it's all more palatable if you just accept that you picked the short straw and that you're you just exist on an alternate timeline you know like maybe we're earth gt no they are earth gt <laughs> we are earth z they're you know, the black star well, i'm just saying maybe in, a, in an alternate universe t- I mean, in the alternate universe, maybe there is still an ECW and Paul Heyman still does stuff and shit isn't weird like that. All I'm you saying know? is it's nice like these where I'm so glad I'm actually behind on the G1 so I have plenty of palate cleanser. You're going to tackle that G1 by yourself, my friend. I'm bowing oh, out go, this year. You know what? I don't know if we'll talk about it this year, but I'm definitely going to run the fucking gauntlet this year. That's for sure. Oh, if you, if you throw me timestamps and some sort of a program i'll I'll get it on the screen but i I cannot do do, one right now what i might do this year instead of us going through every night i'll see if i find like like significant moments and just like bring those up but yeah i'll see if i can throw timestamps at you yeah and i'm sure me doing my regular weekly research it'll come up people are probably like get on with the extreme rules if any of you are listening to a wrestling podcast at this time or even tomorrow and your complaint is get on with the extreme rules, then maybe you shouldn't even be listening the to Talk Brunch. You know what I mean? Like, if you legitimately click this and your problem is get on with the details of this compelling pay-per-view, you assholes, then yeah, maybe, maybe you need to rethink Motherfucker, I'll start talking about cheap <laughs> ones right now and give you a more entertaining show. You fuck right off. I like, always say that, though. Like, every show, I'm like, oh, these guys are probably sitting here... Uh, 
arguing and, and complaining about that we're not covering the right shit. If anyone feels that way, tell me. I actually would like to know if anyone ever feels like when we are segue off topic, if it's like, man, hurry up and get back to talking about Raw or Extreme Rules. Because there, there could be. I'm not saying that there isn't. I go to content for very specific things. There are things I go to for just a casual banter. But there's a lot of things I go to. I want to just get to the point. So, you know, you have people like that. I'm probably not the show for you. We're probably not the show for you at this point then because there is no fucking point for me to get to. You asked me to get to the point, but there's no fucking point. I've been trying to get to the point for seven years now. You know what I mean? Like, it never it never got here. This is worse than, than in Yasha where the jewel broke into thousands of pieces and you're like, oh, how the God. fuck are we ever going to put this back together? Just look around the woods forever. And Stasis, you don't have to. That's why I'm here. I'll do you it know? for you guys. Okay. Get to the point. I'm, I'm sorry. But year, all right? I'll get to the point when they get to the point. There is no point right now for me to get to. The point to. is we all need to just turn the channel. <laughs> That's the fucking point. Oh, my God. All right. Well, let's get on with the, uh, well, you know, let's see. There's a little bit of an ass whooping here, right? We can see without them, without them trying to DMCA us. And the demon is gone. Without them trying to DMCA us. They try to DMCA anything, even when they know it's a fucking review and... and Fair use. I was like, look, we're just showing, showing just to, just so people have an idea. Since Lord knows you don't show any of this shit. A taste of what is coming. I do like the fact that they're like the fact that they're smoking. It almost looks like a prince ass whipping for the first like two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, he whips Roman's ass quite a bit. You know, he goes off on him with that chair. Got in his shit. Oh boy. Anyway, let's move on to the pay per view. You guys know how this kind of shit goes. First of all, let's talk about the quality of the pay-per-view for some of you that were on Peacock. I heard, because I'm not there. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm IPTV. Oh, I'm glad I saved my way. money again. I, am, uh, I just went, I flipped to, I believe it would be the Canadian WWE Network on my guide. And that was that for me. And that's how I all, and ironically, here's an ironic part. Uh, we wanted to watch the last match of... Dean Malenko versus Eddie Guerrero in ECW before they went on to WCW and started being on Nitro. And Peacock had a really good copy of it. So I we we gave them $4.99. Myself, Destin, a few of us, Seb was on the call, and we gave them that $4.99 for this month. Not even for their content, but to watch, ironically, an ECW match. I gave them four ninety nine just to watch an old Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, and that's all we wanted. You can ask. Everyone's on the call. We had the private stream up, and just for that one match that we were talking about how cool it was, we said, you know what? Where could we find it? We looked everywhere, mm. and it was like, well, let's just give them their four ninety nine because the match is worth it, <laughs> you know? But then the problem comes because, so, um, they, because when they get that four ninety nine, they don't think, hey. They wanted to see Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero. They said, hey, they're paying for the regular rules pay-per-view show, guys. I felt bad because, yeah, I contribute to the problem by doing it even but for a month. But, yeah, I wanted to watch that match. Later on, I might go back uh, and make sure that I can always watch that match. <laughs> Since I have uh, access to this stuff for a month. Where you can always watch it and not contribute to their bullshit. Yeah, I'll just record it, basically. I record it on my own DVR or whatever. Next time I go and watch it on their stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I really like that match. And we wanted to yep, go back and watch that. And you know what the funny thing about it is? Even though it was an ECW, there was nothing extreme about that match. But yeah. it was fantastic. 
It was just a good fundamental solid match with timing and everything that worked well that was already emotionally uh, driven because they were both leaving and everything else and their history and stuff. And then I remember the one thing uh, we had talked about that actually I didn't think about it, but it was so cool. It was like the yin and yang to Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. Everybody knew they were leaving and they were sad versus fucking they harassed the shit out of Brock and Goldberg in their last match. Mm-hmm. So we so we gave them uh, we gave them that that just for that one thing. Oh, how do you how, what is he saying? How do you guys watch it? You know, how oh, I got yeah. that? <laughs> Unfortunately, they did we, have to. Um, that's the point. We watched it on yeah, Peacock. They, we, we, we gave they them money for throw, this month. Throw them their whore money. Okay. Yeah, for just this month. That being said, I didn't watch Extreme Rules on there tonight because I figured there would be problems. And there were there were reports that just... that uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter, there were reports that uh, they couldn't stop all of the streams from running at the same time. So essentially, when you're listening, you're hearing the English, French, and Spanish commentators and German all on top of each other, all simultaneously. And there was nothing that they could do to stop it. And then as I'm following Twitter, I'm hearing some of you said, well, now it's switched to Spanish. Now it's switched to French. Now it's switched to German. Now it's all of them. And then Seb apparently said that they, the solution was they eventually added subtitles. <laughs> McAfee greeted the audience in German and Spanish and this was his way of joking about this. Good Lord. So, uh, yeah, that is what happened. You know, that is very unfortunate. But once again, they let you guys down. They have all that money, all that Saudi money, all that Peacock money. They can't even get their fucking stream to act right. I put on the, uh, I put the, the meme of Egon from Ghostbusters saying, never cross the streams. <laughs> That's great. What fools, right? Oh, cool. So you had that experience. The Spanish was talking over the American. <laughs> My God. Oh, that is awesome. And it's the month that I paid them. I'm so upset. I got to go in and cancel the auto renewal. I mean it. Shit, that shit would have been canceled right at that moment. Let's see. Peacock. Cancel and take a screenshot of it and tag them twice. I'm Fuck eating cashews shit. and canceling as we speak. <laughs> Those are my two things. Where do you go to cancel? Anybody got this? You can give me a direct link? No, because I don't want anybody to link me to some shit that'll take it. Right. Not because I care about it, but I don't want to be stuck paying for it. Plans and payment. There you go. We're going to do this shit live on the air. So when you fuckers come turn on your stream, you're going to hear us cancel your shit. Change plan? Is that what I got to press? Change plan. Change plan. Oh, I go. I bring it down to Peacock Free. That's right, because you do have access to, like, bite this or whatever their, their things are. Um, Still too much money. Are you sure you want to switch to free? In 23 days, you'll lose. Yes. See, I feel like free is still way too much money. They need to be paying you. Oh, I can select. I had a technical issue, so that'll help. Why don't I want it? And I don't like that. No, I had a technical issue. I go to select the one. They don't, they don't let you multi-select. As boring as that was. It was more interesting and more eventful than the pay-per-view. Yep, it says here, you've been upgraded to Peacock Free. Bye. That's how dead-ass I am about never having to give them money again. Now you can watch Saved by the Bell instead of Raw. With, with ads. I'll watch it somewhere else without the ads. That's what I think of all your fucking streaming services right now. And this pay-per-view. I'm not even covering it yet. Anyway, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, We're covering regular rules 2021. So the commentary was all mixed up and screwed up and they added subtitles. It's not the worst solution. Back in the day, that was the only way I could find Dragon Ball Z. And I still enjoyed all the fights, right? Mm-hmm. Pretend it's an anime. English at the time. Yeah, pretend. Then they still got it 
motherfuckers have had English since day one. And they failed that. Halfway. And they failed at sending it out. Unavailable in English. I swear to God, fucking WWE is the kid that like fails gym at this point. Like, motherfucker, you couldn't just dress out. Like, I bet really? Crown, I bet Crown Jewel will be in the proper languages. Oh, I bet it fucking will be. It'll probably be just as uneventful too. You know, Yo, they would happen at that event. They would stop the whole show if Crown Jewel yeah, couldn't they'd be. be scared, yeah, because they'd be scared they get fucking held hostage on the plane again. Yeah, they I'm would stop it, the whole show. The story. They would literally stop the whole show. Stop the show, kill the stream, everything. I can't wait to see WWE Afghanistan, right? Oh my god. Can't wait to see WWE Australia. How can you guys do business? They're hanging motherfuckers, allegedly. But we can see them dangling. Great cover up (laughs) stories. You know those cover up stories are always so convincing that everybody believes them. And then it's easy to catch them in their lives because it'll be like just because their lives are so fucking stupid. Because <laughs> they'll say something like, oh, well, we don't hang anybody. But but the person, well, we could see the the alleged person on the screen. But that isn't him. That's a different person. But you say you hang anybody. Dot, 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 dot. Like it's, it's always funny when we come on here and it's just like, well, take away the grain of salt. I'm always sitting here like, y'all motherfucking lying. <laughs> I don't even give them a second to let them think I believe their bullshit because it's never true. But yeah, I bet in the Saudi, the subtitles work and the and the streams. Yeah, because if, yeah, if the fucking streams and the subtitles don't work, the plane won't take off. Oh, Does this billion-dollar NBC company credit anybody money? Do they have, like, you know what? There seems to be all these automated, allegedly automated services in place for DMCA takedowns for copyrighted music and copyrighted content and copyrighted this and copyrighted that. How come there's not a law in place where whatever you fuck somebody out of a service, there's an automated bot that goes around and gives them credit for stuff? How come you guys haven't automated the problem? Your system can pick up when somebody, when someone else is running copyrighted content. That means that it can pick up your own system running your own content. So it should be able to detect buffering. You can actually, on most machines, bring up a log. Most people, for example, if their browser was to crash, can bring up a log of the last few things that the browser was doing so that they could see what went wrong. They should literally have a system where when that log kicks in and it shows that something went wrong, you refund some money. Especially when it's universal. We know the bots can do it. They scan copyrighted stuff. You can do all kinds of shit. Whenever you fuck somebody over out of a pay-per-view, and especially people who the only reason have Peacock is not for Saved by the Bell or Scooby-Doo or or fucking, I don't know, Tennessee Tuxedo. Second time I used the Tennessee no, Tuxedo you, reference there. Work tonight. People who just want to watch normal wrestling, maybe want to watch it with no, you know what? And that's another thing. I'd rather have no commentary. I'd like to turn everybody off. If you can mix tracks, can you just have one where we shut them off ourselves? I've been asking for this since the, since the dawn of the network. <laughs> can they you? They, well, they haven't given you anything. Why that's the back? only thing that I have asked for. I used to be able to get PWG and a few other DVDs where it was multiple tracks. And one of the tracks was no commentary. You could just uncheck commentary. And you could. it felt like you were watching it when you were there. Because I've gone to indie shows and I like that feeling. And I've gone to Raw, and I never missed commentary when I'm sitting in Raw, and I can't hear them. I've always asked, can you just turn everybody off? They're saying the wrong moves and shit. That's distracting, because sometimes I have to move in my head when they execute it, and then they'll say their shit, and then I forget what I was going to say. You know, it's a springboard leg drop, not a springboard knee drop, Cole. Springboard leg drop, not a old maneuver. They're starting to maneuver too, right? Is that Vince in their ear? Probably one of those fucking jobbers in the back in their ear. 
But anyway, you got to listen to the show in multiple languages, so they're probably going to charge you more extra for every language that you had to listen to it on. Am I right? They're going to charge y'all extra. I ain't getting charged shit. I'm like, oh, you're shameless about that shit now. Oh, <laughs> all I'm saying, I hear left and right about Peacock doing this, Peacock doing that. My shit don't do nothing. I might have to switch every once in a little bit, but I fixed that problem faster than they do. Okay, anyway, let's get into this. So there was a kickoff show and there was a backstage brawl during the kickoff show. We're going to go to their Twitter, where the clip comes from on their public Twitter. It's really... Holy crap, what? they actually have loads. Like You're not even on the show. You're not even on the show. You're not even on the show. You don't even go here. Why are they all so mad again? What was this about? No reason. They just weren't there. They just needed any reason to have a match. I mean, I know Biggie's really mad at this guy. Yeah, everybody else was just in Like Biggie was mad at uh, Lashley, which really, Lashley should be more mad at Biggie. It seems like he's intermittently mad at him, right? Like yeah. Sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. I like how you call him Bob. What's up, Bob? Bobo. They should have just stuck with Lashley. That's the one person. Goldberg and... Lashley are the one, are the two people who you shouldn't just stick to last names. No, Goldberg gets Bill. That motherfucker gets his first name. That's all he gets. Can you imagine just calling him Bill and Bob throughout a feud? I mean, I've been calling Bill Bill for like a year now. So yeah, can't blame you there. Maybe you'll never have to see that him motherfucker again. Is, that motherfucker is Peepaw Bill. That's it. He's Paw. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man, we're entertaining ourselves. That's how dry I feel about this pay-per-view. Yep. Somebody's got to do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they fight more. And fight and fight and fight. Fight, 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 fight. Biggie's facial expression. Kudos to him. Anyway, kickoff match, Liv Morgan versus Carmella, which is funny because during SmackDown, they were emphasizing how Liv Morgan worked hard for this to be on this Extreme Rules pay-per-view. And even at that point, I was asking, like, but to fight Carmella, like, neither one of them has any, there's nothing on the line. They're like, what did she work hard for? Just, to, just for the Carmella match? That's a sad day when you're working hard to wrestle Carmella on a kickoff show. I almost let it slide because for a split moment, I was thinking, yeah, I guess she did. She finally gets, you know, like, wait, gets what? <laughs> like, <laughs> nothing's going to happen here. So that's like playing a game and working hard to get past a part of the tutorial where they teach you how to turn the camera. When they say stuff like that, they expose themselves for who they really are. Why? Because you just said that Liv Morgan was working really hard for this match. How does a wrestler work really hard for matches other than having matches? Right? You see, it's a paradox. She lived, she learned, <laughs> and she still didn't win, George said. Well, at least not on SmackDown. She won tonight, because, I mean, who the fuck is losing a Carmella? I was surprised about that. But you know what I think about? That doesn't make sense. How the fuck did she lose to Zelina Vega? What? Because uh, because uh, Carmella interfered. It was just to add more heat to that feud. She came in at the end and distracted her. But the distraction, the distraction was really, really bad. And it's Zelina Vega. 
let me go. As a matter of fact, you're lucky I didn't switch off. Well, maybe you're unlucky that I didn't switch off SmackDown yet. Or I did switch it off too late. But yeah, the distraction, the way she slid through the ropes and didn't yeah. really catch just, any just, of her. No, it was bad. It was bad. It didn't do anything for anyone. And she lost to Zelina Vega. That bitch has lost every match since they resigned her. It's to the point where a lot of fans, and I'm pretty much right there with them, they think they think WWE is still punishing her for, for the Alki Black thing, which is highly believable for them. So, Overall, what are your thoughts on the match? It happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know who this match was for. <laughs> At this point, the, the big the, the biggest shocker is that they didn't do what they usually do to her and cancel the match at the last second. Yeah, Liv, you notice Liv is wearing um, Ruby Soho colors, right? Mm-hmm. We know where she's going when that contract when that contract goes away. We put her on TV because we don't want her to go the same place as Ruby Ruby Soho. Because their logic is wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, she's wearing those Soho colors. Notice that? Mm-hmm. I think they both look good, you know, for what they're doing here. The match yeah. itself works. They did fine. There's just no build and no reason to care. Wrestling ability at this point is irrelevant. <laughs> Again, that is us on their Twitter. That's what the Tron is directing these vids from because they like to make it seem like it's not their own shit from their own Twitter. Those are the links up on the screen there. What else did they put up? I'll say they put a post interview from Liv. She's going to tell us what Ooh. she learned. Love you. Bye. <sighs> Liv Morgan, congratulations on the victory tonight. After everything that Carmella has said and done to you, how good did it feel to pin her tonight? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. It was the best feeling of my career so far. But you know what I do want to say is, um, as delusional as she is, Carmella is pretty damn good, and I only wish that she saw that for herself. But anyway, this whole time, I've been telling the whole world, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. And tonight, they did. And by the sounds of it, they were really cheering for you, too. How did it feel to be out there with the WWE Universe? I, I don't think that I have words. Their support um, is the best thing in the world, and I love them. I love you guys. I love the WWE Universe. Thank you so, so, so much, and uh, keep watching. She's very grateful. Yeah. But you're right. She's probably out of this one. At this point, I don't understand why anybody in that company stays. Like, all of you fuckers need to get out of there. <laughs> anybody who's ever looked on social media wrestling or wrestling Twitter, as the world has affectionately named it, knows that uh, Liv Morgan is really popular with, like, young teenage girls. Like, if you want to have that demographic locked, there's literally no one more over with, like, the teenage girls than Liv Morgan. Not one of girl on this roster for whatever reason, connects with her. And it's the one they don't push that they hardly give any exposure to that all of the teenage girls are gravitating towards. And I've noticed that even though it's not a big deal to us, if you go on social media, it seems to be a big deal to them, even when they throw her these little bones. So knowing that, if they had somebody like that, whoa, that's another demographic covered. But then, of course, they have her doing this. And they wonder why they have problems now. Yeah. Well, Morgan goes over here, like you said, with that springboard thing she does. Yeah. New Day versus Lashley, Omos, and AJ. Or as I've named them since they didn't give that stable a name, the Black Guys. It's ironic to have a stable named the Black Guys against New Day. Not, not even a stable. It's just yeah. 
a tag team and another guy. Like I said, it's ironic to have a tag team that I named the Black Guys Against New Day. But uh, I decided that since AJ's from Georgia, he's an honorary black guy for this pay-per-view. So New Day versus the Black Guys. And uh, they lose, unfortunately. Big E with the big ending. Go figure. Of course they lose. Team that's never three guys... Three guys where it's just an actual tag team, and then a guy who's just pissed off at Big E versus an actual team. Yeah, I figured the actual team would have to win. Yeah, not George. Oh, joking aside, yes, AJ and the, and the Southern white guy. Oh, <laughs> hey. uh, Omos did look good with that jackknife. Yeah, you know, Omos looking really good lately. I'm really liking Omos. You know, uh, he looks really good as a big man. And uh, Lashley also, I know no one wants to hear, but he's looking more comfortable in his own skin. I remember when everything he did looked clunky. Nothing oh, yeah. does. Lashley is improved drastically for me. Yeah, Kofi gets his props, man. He even kicks out of the Dominator during this. And uh, I don't know. What do we got? We got an Xavier Woods hot tag that they have here that I could like roll on screen while you uh, while you tell me overall thoughts on this match here. Here are the hot tag. Yeah, I mean, this, this match was good, though. It, even though AJ, Omos, and Lashley had never team before, at the end of the day, it's six guys who could go. Yeah. And I think this was one of the better matches because everyone here can go and everyone kept it interesting. And I'm always going to like matches. I, I'm, like, I'm more of a team match guy. I'm a tag match guy. I like the uh, the chemistry between people and double team moves and stuff and just the different momentum shifting back and forth, which you see more in tag matches. So this is definitely more my style of thing. You know, but yeah, overall, good stuff here. Always like seeing the new day. Look at Lashley; he's looking really good. Everything he does, he looks more mobile than you would expect for someone that size. Now, and I wasn't able to say that about him before. You know, looks really, really solid. Oh wow! Well, yeah, once again. And yeah, yeah. Woods does not need a heel turn because they don't know. First of all, they ruin it. Second of all, Woods is fantastic where he's at now. I mean, yeah. New Day's always been doing exactly what it is that they need to be doing. I wouldn't even worry too much about stuff like that. And and, and if you were going to, for some reason, turn them heel, you would do all, not just one. Mm-hmm. So just because having them, having that one be separate from the other just kind of kills the whole thing. Because first of all, it's going to be the Becky thing all over again. Nobody's going to like it. <laughs> Plus, if they were going to turn New Day heel, would you really want it to be on a pay-per-view that's in French? Right. I don't, I, I don't need a fucking pay-per-view in Sri Lanka where they're getting fucking turned. Um, heel. It wouldn't convey the same emotion, you know? I, I like a, a, a heel turn in a dead language just doesn't have the same spark to it, just saying. Anyway, next we have the WWE SmackDown Tag Team title match. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay, defending against the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. The finish what being you think happened? Uh, the double Uso splash on Ford, but the match was excellent, and one of the cool things I like is Montez Ford selling his injuries from the Roman Reigns match very well on SmackDown. Which really is what plays into the match a lot. Because uh, basically the Usos keep him from uh, getting to his corner a lot. When he goes for the splash, uh, he's not able to capitalize. Things like that happen. Like he Montez goes for uh, He hits the splash that he normally hits, but he can't get the cover because his ribs are still injured. Which uh, goes to play. Yeah, he's always been good at selling past injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few clips here. Give me a sec. So they, the, the Avalanche blockbuster was one of them. Let's run that larger. We don't want it in Steiner view. You guys saw that Steiner promo a few days ago. Why is everybody DX crotch chopping now? Going down for Triple H. Oh, I see. Yeah. 
which he did say apparently on social media, he is feeling better. So yeah. good to know. Well, yeah, I had no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought that the match was really good. I thought that the timing and pacing and everybody involved in the match did a really good job. Let's have a look here at uh, whatever clip was provided. Angelo Dawkins doing everything he can to get the title back. Yeah, I like that he does that superplex into that double underhook into a, yeah, I guess a spinning neck breaker. That's a lot of power to do that. Yeah, he's starting to do more. I'm proud of him. You know? He's starting to do a lot more. He's got to. That's the yeah, yeah, because Mondes Ford, uh, basically, Montez like these, he's gonna be a star, Full you know. Control in the Street Profits corner. Like, not that he isn't already, but I think he's gonna go much further. I mean, how long have I been saying that, you know? Montez Ford, blockbuster, the blockbuster that we saw before. Is it enough to win the SmackDown Tag Team Titles? Covered by Ford for the no. To the moon? No, they're not going to the moon. No. No. Okay. That guy still has hope. Sort of. Yeah, he can go to AEW. Right. <laughs> like, it's so funny when I see how many of those guys where I'm like, ooh, if they get released and go to AEW? Mm-hmm. Speaking of four, let's look at another one of his dives here. It's just a, it's just a small clip, not a, no audio, just, you know, the still replays that we do there. But yeah, look at that. Another wild dive. Hope this guy doesn't die one day from this kind of shit. He's been watching Darby and he's going, yeah, Darby didn't die. So, Yeah. Hardcore stuff. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> like I'm even burying them when I'm not trying to. Yeah, this is still extreme rules. Hard. This is still extreme rules. Anyway. Raw women's title match. Do you have anything else to say about that? I'm sorry. Oh, no. Excellent match. Raw women's title match. Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss. Finish to this being Charlotte distracts Bliss by stealing Lily, tossing her up in the air to distract her, to then hit her with the big boot, ending it with natural selection. Uh, match overall, I like Charlotte. I, I'm, I'm glad to see regular Alexa Bliss, at least in the ring. Charlotte had Bliss in almost, what was that, like an inverted gory special or gory special? Alexa winds up. Yeah, con- trans- she had her like basically, she had her upside down, but it was a gory special. Right, right. And then Alexa uses that to transition herself to wind up in uh, electric chair position. And then from there, she transitions that into a, um, into a Hurricane Rana. And uh, Charlotte goes flying into the bottom turnbuckle, which looked a little bit brutal, but I think it was intended to do so. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, Charlotte also, the, her, her uh, she does the Andrade moonsaults. I mean, that's what I'm going to call them, man. You know, I'm not going to say that. It's basically a false. It's basically a false. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much in a sense, it's a, it's a fake out into a regular moonsault. And she knows she's going to miss the first one. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I'm glad that this was a real match. Like no magical stuff, no no powers or anything. It was like Bliss actually selling for her instead of just like being shown as invincible. You got to sell for Charlotte, you know. Like you can't screw that up. <laughs> I love that part. That was impressive. If you look back here, she rolls through. Even though the that angle doesn't catch a grip, but she rolls through natural selection here. Comes right back up. She uses the momentum, flips before her head head makes contact. Right. Yeah, because Bliss always had really good, interesting offense, so that's someone to give that kind of stuff to. 
thought that looked really well. I like that too, where she transitions into the backslide to reverse her there. So yeah, you can tell that uh, a lot of went. Look at that Charlotte with the deadlift, one single hand deadlift power bomb, and then holds it down for the cover. Cool. You know, no complaints here. Yeah, this match was enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. Let me give you guys some some of these links on social media as well. Oh no, George, there's nothing underrated about Alexa Bliss. Like everybody knows that girl's a star and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other stuff? Oh yeah, Charlotte swinging Bliss into the barricade. I'll bring that up here. Yeah, this was brutal too. Just because she's so damn small next to Charlotte, it looked like she really knocked the life out of her. You know, like that looks like it sucks. Right. Yeah, brutal. Um, put that up for you guys. People are like, where are all these clips coming from? It's just what we do. That's what we do. Get with the program. Yeah, if I have to stall a little, it's because I'm controlling all of the damn controls. You only got nowhere to be. Be patient. <laughs> I did like Bliss hitting that sunset flip power bomb. Looked really good, sunset bomb. Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful one. Mm-hmm. And then after Charlotte goes over, she uh, winds up basically destroying Lily. Yeah, killed poor Lily. Saved her from the rest of the paper. No, I'm kidding. Do you think Charlotte has destroyed people's dolls before? Probably. She did that shit a little too well. She did, right? Like a professional doll killer. She had technique. She put it behind her head and ripped it. You read my mind. Like Dude, she knew. She she put she wrapped that shit around the back of her neck to tear it in half. Like that's like somebody who's tore dolls in half before. Look at this shit. She put that shit around her. She, she knew, knew exactly. exactly. And notice it tore with no <laughs> resistance. Yeah, Alexa did have something in her mouth. They had her take one of those tablets, yeah, I yeah, think. It, 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 supposed was, to, it was an Alka-Seltzer tablet. It was supposed to foam, but I guess it didn't because it was uh, it was Alka-Seltzer plus cold, and that has less foam in it. I'm kidding. I don't know. Because it's WWE, and every time they try extra shit, it doesn't work. But yeah, Because she they really, can't just do regular shit that makes fucking sense. She was tearing the shit out of that doll. When it tearing. didn't tear one way, she knew to step on it before. Like, she's done that shit before. <laughs> I just love it. I did it myself, so I'm very proud. Rest in peace, Lily. Hold on, I'm just going to uh, share that to you guys on social media. Want to rest in peace, Lily? No, I'm kidding. I will say this. Bliss did a great job of selling her emotion of that Oh, yeah, she was like, even though the tablet did not work out, she looked like a genuinely distraught child. She was trying to put the doll back together. She was putting all the guts and shit back in, remember? Living the top off our commentary table. Don't worry, Lily's up there with uh, Peppy and Moppy and Pepper. And the good raw writing. And Francesca 1 and Francesca 2. Oh, and then Stace is going to get dark. Right, like, damn. Jesus. No, I'm not even going there. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, look at that. That's a, that's a funny picture, I'm not going to lie. She captured that moment really well, though, because she genuinely looked distraught that her friend got killed. <laughs> that her friend got killed. Right. Like I'll be genuinely excited to catch to, to see what part of the what part of Raw is that Raw that is, so I can just avoid the rest. 
I love the part though where she's stuffing the stuffing back in her and like it's yeah, falling back though, out. Like, she tried a few times too. Like she tried a few times to gather the stuffing all back together and it just wasn't happening. Like, what do I do now? Exactly, George says, she's like, what do I do now? <laughs> you know what it gets kind of like, and you're going to laugh that I made this reference. So behind the scenes, I got them watching Attack on Titan now. Right. Remember that scene where uh, that girl was trying to give the guy CPR? Oh, and he's already gone. It's too and late. He was got long gone. I'm just waiting for Armin to come out of the front. Stop doing that. It's like, it's over. Why are you doing it still? But yeah, that's rough, man. Look at that. Look at, it doesn't even look... It looks like a Pokemon now, right? Like if you if you if you looked at this shot and you didn't know what was going on, wouldn't you think she's holding some sort of a Pokemon? Look at the eyes, or are all even eyes? I don't know. It's so gone. Oh, nobody know. Heartbreaking, right? Don't you just want to hug yeah. her? I wanted to give that girl a hug during that scene. I was just like, oh, you po baby. My good God, someone give that girl a kid sister. Remember <laughs> those kid sister, <laughs> kid sister. Wherever I go, <laughs> you're kid gonna go. No. kid sister. It's not just I for dudes. Like, no, see, I thought about that. The <laughs> problem with that is then WWE is going to try to they're going to try to train our kid sister. <laughs> George said, "Oh, I'd hug her." Don't know if you want your creepy ass hug. You okay? I'm with a case. Don't know. <laughs> Charlotte is the heel in this feud, huh? That's some shit. And I love the thank you, Lily Chance. I just thank love you, Lily. See, I love that the crowd's so invested in Lily that they were like, "No, we're going to grow with this shit." And you remember Bliss, this this very variation of Bliss started out as a heel. And once again, like I said, the crowd decided, no, she's going to be a face. Yep. Well, you know what they say. You only literally once. Damn. Too soon? Too fucking soon. Yeah, I'm going to get heat 2 from 2 a.m. the next day. Too soon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's see, uh, let's see what Charlotte has to say here. Charlotte Flair, congratulations on retaining the Raw Women's Championship tonight here at Extreme Rules. But I have to ask, did you really feel the need to rip and tear Lily apart? It seemed to have ripped Alexa get it, Bliss rip Lily. See, that's the problem, Sarah. You're encouraging Lexi. You're asking about Lily. How about, I wonder how Alexa feels that she didn't win the Raw Women's Championship. That's the problem. No, I don't want to talk about Lily. Let's talk about Alexa. The Alexa that I faced <laughs> She's tonight such a bitch. was the old Alexa. She was the, the Alexa that I saw when she held the Raw Women's Championship. How she, she's what, three-time, four-time Raw Women's Champion? No, tonight, she fought me. She faced me. She came at me. Yes, I'm the queen. I still won. But that's the Lexi we all want to see. I don't want to hear about Lily. Ripping up Lily was a wake-up call. A wake-up call to remind her that she's still a champion at heart. That's who she is. There you go. Rip Lily in half. I was like, you know, you, you know, she can kill the animals <laughs> in sleep, right? Charlie. You can use our fucking magical power to kill all of your pets. Like, Mr. Fuzzy, oh, Mr. Man. Whisker, People Pie, all of them dead. <laughs> Don't bring toys around her. Charlotte seems like the type that will tear that shit in half. She's not a, she's not a dog girl. Charlotte didn't share. She just killed her fucking thing. That's one of my favorite things. That's why Charlotte's going to always be my favorite, you know, because she, she, she can't be bothered with cuter kid shit you know zero tolerance for nonsense didn't think twice about it she was like lily who <laughs> that's what she should have said lily who ww united states title triple threat match damian priest defending against jeff hardy and sheamus priest retains this with a roll-up was a banger this was good but priest retained with a roll-up here uh this match lasted long didn't it Yes, it did last very long. I did like the fact that Sheamus immediately uh, knocked freaking Jeff Hardy out of the ring. Let me go to that real quick. I actually have a 
just a clip of that. You know what that reminds me of? The start of that match? Survivor Series when fucking Sean kicked Triple H in the middle, right at the start of the match. Exactly. Everybody was sitting there like, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> Everybody has this look on their face like, wait, what? <laughs> I wish I had that. I was anyway, let me look real quick. I don't want to burn time, but we're actually have that. Now, right now we're going to buy Peacock again so that we could, we we'll still have it for the 30 days, but how would I search yeah, I that? You have to acknowledge their shitty service existence. How would I search that on, on freaking regular stuff? Let's have a quick look. Uh, there we go. I found it. I found it. Give me a minute here. Yeah. Well, like, my know, favorite part of this is just the look on Cena's face. Because I feel like Cena spoke for everybody. Just bear with me a minute to get it into our systems. You know those damn the systems. you said, you know what that reminded me? I was like, yep, that's the one. As soon I, I knew that when I told you, you were going to know which one I was thinking of, too. I'm telling you, we think the fucking same. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah, but that's one of my favorite starts to a match. Just because it like it instinctively, because I remember, I used to remember the build up to that match. That's all Cena was fucking talking about, and then like instant Sean was like, "No, what was that?" Well, the question is, which one of these great superstars will win? Be victorious here tonight. Match, but I this mean, beginning this is, kills me. You guys will have to agree with this. Uh, I mean, is it going to be Sean or is it going to be Triple H? Well, the last time the WWE title changed hands in this city was 2000, and that match featured the game Triple H. Oh, sweet chin music. What in the world? Oh, I told you, Cena. I told you. What I called it. Look at the look on Cena's face. <laughs> right there, ladies and gentlemen, is vintage Shawn Michaels. I love it. Shawn Michaels has made it. Yeah, because it's, it's a title match. <laughs> like... That was the what? one only thing that bothered me about that match was I was like, you act like these guys not a few years back didn't almost kill each other for an hour inside of Hell in a Cell. I was like, trust me, there's, there's an established thing that if a championship's on the line, I will kick the dog shit out of you to get mine. Yeah, so I do like the Sheamus thing where uh, he immediately knocks Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy playing the role of Shawn Michaels in this particular instance. I'm going to share that with you guys on social media. There we go. Yeah. There's the link. So the only thing that's starting to bother me with Seamus, though, if his nose isn't broken anymore, get rid of that mask. Yeah, Seamus has. I'm tired more... of hearing about the fucking mask every week. I'm tired of every time it comes off. All oh, the mask is gone. Shut the fuck up. Seamus has had more stupid looks than I'm comfortable with. You notice this that? Like he's so had the, the mohawk and the, and the piercings all over his chin and beard and the crown and scepter and now the mask. God, but at least there's like a, some kind of a backstory that makes sense with the other ones. This is just, oh, remember that accidental nose break from like three months ago that he's probably clearly healed from? But we're going to lose our tits every time the fucking mask comes off? Yeah, no, I don't know what they're freaking doing, man. They're doing raw shit. That's what they're doing. I was emotionally detached from this match for that exact reason. Because it was just kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm... I'm Seamus to me is the one who kind of feels out of place on the whole thing even if his face wasn't like that but once that happened I was like let's move him out for a minute we've been in a feud before you don't have to have him in this right now you know like what is the urgency like, I, like, I, I'd like to avoid another shitty US title run from him as easily as possible easy way you can do it take him out of the equation yeah and I still you know he still can go you know but he's not really putting anybody over or doing anything there's not, there's not anything relevant going on like, good lord yeah I know I don't know. Let me see. If I got any other stuff from them on this program? Um, There's so things. much shit that happened over that whole God knows how long it lasted. Yeah, but just from my memory, I did like the uh, 
like priest with the dive over the top. Um, and Seamus did lose the mask when he was executing that Alabama slam, like somewhere in there. I guess that was deliberately yeah. set up that way. Uh, Jeff falling. They won't, they won't have a highlight of that without looking for, but Jeff fell trying to do the twist of fate. He literally yeah, fell. Yeah, and, and they tried to cover it up by saying he was doing like a dragon sleep or something. It was like, no, Graves, Graves was like, Jeff Hardy with the dragon sleeper. Like, what the fuck is he called? He's not the Undertaker. He's never done that. It's like Dan Severin. I don't think Jeff has ever done a submission. What do you mean the dragon sleeper? Like I said, he was doing a Dan Severin, right? <laughs> uh, nice full finish when Priest gets uh, knocked out of that springboard by Sheamus, um, pushing Jeff out of the way and then answering back with a knee, and then Jeff goes to steal that cover. Oh, yeah. I think one of my favorite spots of the whole match was actually a callback to when Jeff won his first championship, his first world, world title, when he broke up that pin with a swan tom, but he jumped like halfway across the ring and stuff. Yeah, that looks like it sucks, too. When he hit it again, I was like, oh, fuck, he's going to do it again. <laughs> So this is what they have on their Twitter. Now, testament to the tenacity of the charismatic enigma. So there's, the there's to the top. good old Mr. Hardy going up. Set to strike, and if he does so, the United States title. Oh, look out. Oh, biggest swanton bomb, but no. Sheamus just in time. And Instead, I'm going to go up. There's the link to this from... A source. The unnerving sight you'd never like to see. Sheamus from the top rope. 260 plus. Mocking <laughs> Jeff Hardy. I love it. Oh! Never do that again, Sheamus. Do it. To the cover. Will we see the, one, oh two, I wanted him to miss and blow his knee out right at that moment. Like Damian Priest. No. This is no. to the outside of the ring. He did that shit, and my first thought was, ooh, injury road, please. No, what? don't be mean. No, no, that kind of stupidity deserves meanness, damn it. Who the, who, who the fuck signed off on that shit? Motherfucker, you had a triple threat match. Why are you spending all damn day on the turnbuckle and then doing a taunt? You do not look good doing it. Stop it. What's your hey? Get that bleeding camera in my face. Huh? What are you just lurking around here waiting to get people on camera? Huh? What sort of bleeding fella are you? What do you want to know, huh? Do you want to know about the match? You want to know how close I was to taking back my United States Championship? Is that what you want to know, boy? Is that what you want to ask? Huh? There's repetitive questions every single week. The truth of the matter is, I had my nose rebroken last week against Jeff Hardy, who shouldn't have even been in this match in the first place. How does that happen? On top of that, I broke it, Jeff. I had him. I had Damo. I had Jeff. And Damo comes in and steals it. One, two, three, to take back the title. Can you imagine the injustice that's being done? But does anyone care? Does anyone care, fella, do they? The management care. Are they bothered about my feelings? The fact for 12 years here in the WWE, I have broken me body for the passion that I have for what I Broken me body. No, they don't care. But I'll tell you what, I do. And that passion is sword in me, man. It's still brewing. It's still brewing. And I want my United States Championship back. And I have to drive a bleeding truck to Damien Priest. I will do it. Like in like Street Fighter the anime. This isn't over. It's never over. Never over. It'll be over the next time you do that fucking stupid ass dance on that turnbuckle. I know that shit. Aww. Never go forgive you for that. I, I saw it and I dropped. I can't remember what it, I can't remember what it was that I had in my hand. I was drinking, but I dropped it the second I saw him do it. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like that was the widest 
DX Croc chop I've ever seen in my life. So, after this match was over, did you catch what Corey Graves said? Oh, yeah. Graves, we just had a United States Championship match. We won't have another one next. He got me excited for a split second. Pay attention, Scooter. He went, we're just getting started. We still have a United States Championship match. And I thought, oh, yeah. And then I thought, what? That's what just happened. I hope he's okay. He was having a stroke. What the fuck was that? Like, the guy just had the match that you're saying is coming up next. Are you back in time? How far behind is his peacock stream? You know? Depending on how often it lags. Or drops. Or loses connection. Yeah, man. Somebody needs to get their notes organized. I've been there, man. When you got a lot of shit going on. You know? It happens. Yeah, but we, yeah, but we, but we ain't never covered wrong. And be like, okay, now for the weeklies. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what he did. Like, yeah, right? Graves you was just tired. One card, you ain't never know one time Carlos was be like, well, that was wrong. Anything else? Uh, yes, we're on SmackDown. Huh? The only thing I could think of from a production standpoint is that he has a program similar to ours when we're running through shit and that he didn't scroll or he moved his cursor and was now back up. So then he was saying stuff that he already said, which is why he was like, next up, the U.S. title match, which is why I erase. You're giving him way too much credit. You know that, right? I backspace over shit as we talk and link to it because you could fall into that trap. How will I know when I, when I said it already? It won't, it won't fucking be there. Because you have memory older than a goldfish, first of all. You know? Memory doesn't expire after three seconds. But that is true. Even if I didn't have that, like, I'd probably still be able to look at the program and be like, hmm, U.S. title you, match. You remember what you said two seconds earlier. That's what just got won two seconds ago. I won't you just that. heard and still United States champion. Common sense would tell you, okay, so yeah. what's after that? My mind would process it really fast. It would look at the paper go, hmm, U.S. title match. But that's what already happened. But this comes from past me. I no longer trust past me. I'm not going to read that shit. The end. <sighs> Damian Priest, congratulations. You are still the United States champion in a triple threat match against Sheamus and the charismatic enigma Jeff Hardy. It seemed like pure chaos out there. How are you able to retain? Look, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus. I knew a triple threat match with those two caliber individuals. It wasn't going to be pretty. It was gritty. It was rough. But the ending, the outcome was exactly what Man of Infamy said it was going to be, which is, I'm still the United States champion. And last but not least, from all of us here at WWE, and I'm sure the WWE Universe, what a birthday for you. Happy birthday. Thank you, Sarah. And you know what? To be honest, this, today, this is a birthday that's going to live forever. Cheers. Congratulations. Thank you. It is true. It was his birthday today. So happy birthday, Priest. Happy birthday to you, sir. You know, motherfucker got to wrestle basically match of the night on his birthday. Yeah, very cool. Okay. I'll also share that to you. Two to go. Yeah, I'll share that to you. Social media for you guys. Okay. So what do we got next on this? Oh, it is the SmackDown women's title match. Becky Lynch defending against Bianca Belair. Finished being deadlifting Becky out of the disarmor into the KOD, but Sasha shows up. Out of no fucking where. Which I love that raw display of strength by Bianca Belair. The fact that she deadlifted her out of her own submission and they got her in position for the KOD. Mm-hmm. The kiss of death and a running knee by Sasha. Bianca Belair may have been seconds away from regaining the championship. But because of the disqualification, Becky Lynch retains the gold. 
Sasha Banks screwed Bianca Belair right here at Extreme Rules. This kind of a good I feel like. What did they think? That they were going to be best bodies? She's going to have a no BFF? Like, why is Becky Lynch, who a year and a half ago was calling people out left and right, going up on Sasha, like, yeah, we're cool, we're cool, we're cool, we're friends, right, we're cool? Like, what? Nope, no friendships here. Like, why is Becky just a typical cowardly heel and not the badass she was when we last saw her before? Yeah, it makes Becky no Lynch sense. Becky Lynch doesn't reason with people hoping for good faith. In her way, she kicks the dog shit out of you on sight. Oh, boy. So, but the good thing is that we got a match. Yeah, you got what you wanted. I was going to mention that to you. That we you finally got what, got what, what you should have got the first place. No, I'm sharing that to all of you guys on social great. media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it 100% was. Solid spot on stuff. So there's the clip for you guys. Uh, I did like this one with another quick aggressive try to insta-KOD Becky right in the beginning. I like uh, Bianca hitting that leapfrog splash, um, that double vertical suplex suplex into the kip-up. All of her power stuff, it looks good. This is the match you wanted. They needed time to put it together. They have a good they excuse. They just gave us... I mean, you don't even have to give me to this caliber. But 26 seconds, no. They just proved why they shouldn't have given us 26 seconds because this was fucking incredible. Becky wasn't ready, man. <laughs> there was nobody else. You know, Becky wasn't ready. You could tell she wasn't ready. They just improvised because Bailey was hurt and Sasha was gone. There was no way they to have that match it. without one person getting hurt, you know? I'm glad they got to have it here. Finding her rhythm up over the top. And again, the athleticism of Bel Air saying, bring it on, champ. And Bianca again, suplex, rolls through, powers Becky up again, vertical suplex. Look at that shit. A Davy Boy delay. Into a kip up and Belair's rolling. And Bianca could be closing in on her second SmackDown Women's Championship. Twirling her braid. She's gonna beat it with her braid up there. And Becky slips underneath, though, and now once again using the ponytail while trying to. Well, she has the ponytail. That's one thing I don't know. Why is she acting like she doesn't have this body long ponytail? It's like an axe body wash commercial, you know? All I wanted to do was use your ponytail, all I wanted to do was have a ponytail. Her ponytail is the length of her body, Cole. People are going to use it. Well, he has to call it. No, he doesn't. Yeah, He's Becky's gear didn't look ready. George is right. George is right. Becky's gear didn't look ready, and she didn't either. It was a last-minute call. They had no one. Yeah, they, they got motherfuckers that don't never look ready out there. They ain't got no excuse. Right, but what, what would they have done at SummerSlam instead of Becky? They could have just had... I mean, they could have done something. They probably could have just had her job to Carmella before. They've done shit like that before. Or they could have had her no. job out Carmella before. They've done it before. They've given us worse. They told us that Liv Morgan worked hard for her match tonight. They could have done it. And that wasn't, this wasn't even SummerSlam. This was like a little throwaway event. And yeah, George is right. Where the fuck is Asuka? 
Oscar. You, you, know, you know, they don't tell anybody that anybody's ever injured or anything anymore. They don't be like, oh, they're taking time off. They just disappear. Oscar. I knew where Oscar was, and now I forgot. It was in our last program. We just didn't get a chance to get to it. It was like, what? She got, yeah, yeah I know that was something with um her teeth. Getting she fixed. got her teeth fixed, and she had a few other things done, you know, but there was a reason, you know? It wasn't just nothing. They got and, plenty of girls on. They got they, they could have grabbed somebody over from Raw. They could have done something. They could have had one of the. They could have had when Natty and fucking Tamina were having their little jobber tag title run. Had one of them fill in something. It's SummerSlam, man. And then, and then George is right. Naomi, the pop Naomi would have got if she came back. Like the problem is they had so many options, but they just wanted to do the Becky pop, and then they didn't think it through. And now we have an angle that the fans are sitting here on SmackDown not even interested in. Without any preparation. None of them would have been able to have a match. So then what happens? Like, does Naomi knock her out on one punch? You know no. what I mean? They just wrestle and then Naomi takes the job. I don't, you think they would just, come out after. I don't think they would just let them have an unprepared pay-per-view match, though, you know? Oh, they've done it. All right. You, you, you know, nobody can tell me fucking New Day, AJ, Omos, and Lashley was prepared. They just threw that shit together at the last second. Probably right. Make them fight. They're going to have a match. I did like that wheelbarrow slam that Bianca did uh, into the steps. Was nice. it was almost like that wheelbarrow when she goes flying. It looked like it had a little bit of a hard time hoisting her up there, but nice wheelbarrow. Yeah. Um, there's Bianca one point did where so much strong girl shit in this match. There's this one point where McAfee is like, "I'm not a big because they're talking about like something with numbers." And he's like, "I'm not a big what do you call it fractions guy." And Stasis was like, does he mean mathematician? <laughs> <laughs> fractions guy. I'm not a big fractions guy, you know? Why do you go straight to fractions? You skipped everything else and just went straight to fractions. Can you imagine him getting locked out of his hotel room? Like, listen, I'm not a big fractions guy. Can you tell me how much it'll cost for me to get a master of unlocking up here? <laughs> He's in that real dramatic ass McCaffrey voice. <laughs> Can I get a master of unlocking since we don't know how to dub shit properly? Oh, God. Did we finish this this one? Yeah. Anything else to say about it? Oh, no. Match was absolutely amazing. Loved it. And that brings us to the main event. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Church. Yeah. On the regular rule, regular on the regular rule show, we actually got an extreme rules match. Yeah, Sasha's ring gear did look very good. She always looks good. That's another thing. When Sasha came back, she didn't look ready at one point, right? Wasn't her hair all messed up? Yes. No, that and was then, a wig. No, but... Because that was when she, that was, that was when she changed no, her, her hair. hair. No, her last time she came back in this last return, before this return, her hair wasn't dyed properly. If you go back and look, the blue's wrong. And then the next time you see her, they fix it. Yeah, and that's another thing. She was wearing old ring gear for a pay-per-view, just like Becky was wearing old ring gear for a pay-per-view. They're literally trying to get whoever they can to fix this Bailey thing. Because they only think they only book second to second. I, I can't agree there. A, a, a lot of bad things happened all at once. It's like they're trying to replace Bailey. You know what I mean? Not, see, they can't see, they say, they give him Carmella. Like, like, give, give, him, give him Tamina. Hell no. They're trying to replace Bailey. I don't know what they could do. I, I even said when it happened, when it first happened, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I would do. And and they reacted the way I would have. What the fuck am I gonna do? I'm gonna. I can't put the Carmella out. There. Is they 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 didn't even have anything ready for with that feud ending because that was gonna be the blow. The whole reason they sent Carmella out there first was because of how badly received they knew it would be if they sent somebody that tier out there. 
in exchange for <laughs> for what they were supposed to get. It was just there was. A, I, I just don't really feel like there was a a good way out of that, man. I mean, I would have taken the bad way if there were at least been some effort in the bad way, but it is what it is with this company at this point. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people feel strongly about that, too, you know? So, you're not alone in that. Anyway, people Universal, take shit if there's effort behind the shit. That's the problem. Yeah. This is true. This is true. Universal title extreme rules match Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman defending against Finn Balor. You know what happened here. Yep. So, apparently, with all their tons of Saudi money, the CGI, the Peacock, the... The crown jewel, the jewel crown, the WrestleMania six nights and all this shit. These dim-witted turd burglars can't fix the fucking top rope. Because Finn goes to the top for the coup de gras and the bitch breaks. The, the, and the thing is, it was such a, they waited so long before it broke. He was up there and I was like, is he waiting for the mist to clear so he can see the target? Nope, it was because they it was rigged poorly it was all oh, so poorly done they shouldn't have I re- first you of know all what? i don't my like mind that refuses to let me believe that shit was rigged they shouldn't because have no it was rigged stupid. it was rigged but they shouldn't have in any ring a switch or mechanism that can make the top turnbuckle do that i don't give a fuck how many times you spot checked it or See, who came here it, or it, super dave osborne showed up and i don't give a shit you should never have the top turnbuckle have anything that you can do that can make it come apart like that for a shitty angle. That's like see, the here's most the thing. dangerous the- thing in the world, man. You couldn't even put Owen on a harness properly, and you're going to put a fucking turnbuckle that can switch off like that? And See, see here's the thing. I'm going to tell you why I refuse to believe that was, that was planned. Because if that was planned, I'm not fucking watching SmackDown anymore. Because I'm sure it was planned because... They did that shit for their main fucking event angle. McAfee... That cartoony, hokey fucking... I, oh. I love McAfee to death because of the fact that he's part fan and I hear him getting emotionally into this, but he has to be careful. I don't want him to get into trouble and have to go away, you know, because I could hear in that part that he was full fan when it happened because he was, he went, what? If you go back and listen, how frustrated, what the, the last thing you hear McAfee say before he goes silent <laughs> He go. Do you remember what the last thing was he said? Does anyone remember no, his last? Because I was too wondering why this was so fucking dumb. He went. What type of bush league? And that was it. Even he knows. He went. What type of what? You could hear him getting because you know he went. What? What type of bush league? <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, and this is me being 100 percent honest, just shooting. Before we even get into this match, I'm gonna just tell y'all right now. I ain't fucking watching SmackDown on Friday. Because I feel like I disrespect myself as a wrestling fan if I watch some show where they pull that shit on the main event of a paper fucking view hey, that just people need <laughs> money to watch. Yeah, I still think time out of the days. Well, the SmackDown because I watched SmackDown uh, privately with Seb and Willie, and that actually led straight into we watched some AEW, and that led straight into us watching this pay per view. We all enjoyed SmackDown, like we were. Actually, the SmackDown was really solid. SmackDown still works for me. I have like no issues with them. The booking on these is always 50 50 because they're half raw. Uh, that was done. That was a mess. And I don't know what the hell the point of it was. See, I, I just, I don't know if I can even bring myself to be able to enjoy it knowing that that happened on SmackDown's half of the show. 
Yeah. Due to the due to production time that it takes me, I don't plan on watching anything. That doesn't mean I'm not going to watch nothing. What that means, I'm no longer making solid promises anymore. There are going to oh. weeks where I'm probably not watching shit because the production of the show itself, just the, the, the giant conglomerate utopia of wrestling and shit that you guys see on screen takes a lot of the time so for me like unless something like, super happens i'm not i'm not promising anything because like like i i'd rather take more of my time and enjoy the banter we do on mondays because guess what on mondays our fucking turnbuckles work yeah i mean hey, if you no want don't is my fucking yeti just gonna magically unplug hey if you want leave that up in the air and cover the g1 i'm fine with that oh you, fuck, you know what the funny thing is their turnbuckles stay on even in the yano matches well, yeah, well, like I said, if you want, ignore it and cover the deal and cover what you want. I got options, guys. Keep the shit in mind. <laughs> oh, and like what bothers me is they took so much time to put emphasis into the fact that the demon had never lost on the main roster. Even and though we knew he was going to lose in this lose. match. For me, what made me because laugh about it. Because of a rinky turnbuckle? Really? What made me laugh about it, and I wish we could show it, and the only reason we really can't is because... I don't really know where it is. And I don't think they put it up. But the uh, the part where Balor's down and then the pulsing sound effect comes on, like his heart's beating at a dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. And then he gets back up in his music as he rises. His music goes, oh, and it's like, dun, 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 dun. and then he starts beating up Roman New Jack style. Like his music's playing while he's yeah. whipping Roman's ass. Like, dun, 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 dun. He's fucking up Roman, running drop kicks through a table, um, all this shit. And then only for the ropes to snap and the music to stop and then him to lose. And what was so stupid about that is that motherfucker res- resurrected at full power in the turnbuckle one HP. Really? Really? Like that, like, I, I, like you know, it, they have this really amazing habit of being able to take a great match and then just ruin it right in one second. What's like, all I'm saying is, is when Samoa Joe beat the Demon in NXT, and yes, WWE, I'm going to acknowledge it. You can pretend it's developmental. We know that's the fucking day show. When Joe beat the Demon, nobody needed rinky faulty equipment to do it. If if their intention, however, was to make us believe in that brief moment that this is really happening and Roman's going to lose, they it worked for me because I was thinking, wow, they went through a trouble. We're actually going to have him hit the thing and the music and everyone's going to celebrate. And it'll be a special victory, which is the only way they can get away with this. But nope, it was just to make them fodder for Roman. But I mean, obviously, even, I didn't it's think not even that like uh, Brock came out or anything. He just went to fucking black. I didn't expect him to, but I, I, I kind of felt like I didn't think Balor was going to win this anyway. You know? Yeah, but they could have once again just had him just regularly lose. He misses the coup de grace, gets speared, goes home. Easy. Joe got to beat him, and he just beat him. Easy. Well, they're not the only ones that want to go home. So let me run some clips here um, to see what the hell we got that we could share with you guys. Uh, the demon entrance, just a few frames of it, really. I'm not going to play the whole. I'm not here to sing and dance. But the demon entrance, he has that new spiky shit on his hair, right? Yeah, he, he came with a mohawk, which uh, I do like that he's done Metallic in the past mohawk. where he'll add an extra accessory to the demon. The only thing about this is you could tell he wasn't throwing his head back because you could tell he was trying to make sure that piece stayed on. Or that he doesn't impale himself with it. He doesn't want to literally be his own worst enemy, right? That would suck. Oh, the de- the demons always had a spectacular entrance. So I love like a little, little the 3D effect of like some fucking like Cthulhu tentacles coming from the clouds or something. Mm-hmm. And to stay with the theme of extreme rules that they've been so consistent about the entire night, the demon brings his own candlesticks. Get super candlestick. 
You know, these these bad boys. Bailey style. It was like fucking it was, it was like fucking well, George, that's not hair, it's just a headpiece. But I know what he means though. Just to appear somewhere. Yeah, it's been a while since we saw the demon. Last time I saw him live was at SummerSlam. Yeah, the demon's last appearance. Um, yeah, the demon's last appearance was at, uh, was at um two SummerSlams ago actually. Yeah. Uh, when Balor hit Reigns with a crossbody through the table, solid looking spot. That was nice. I love how Reigns put the mask on to fight for the crowd. Oh yeah, so he doesn't catch the cool, right? That motherfucker said, "Y'all ain't go get me." So there it is, linking in on social media as well. I love how you spell Bailey one? like the booze. That always kills me when people do that. They spell it like the Irish cream. Yeah, this match was great, though. And it wouldn't be a Roman match, apparently, now without a Roman Uranagi. We got that Roman Uranagi here? Yes, we do. Uranagi the shit out of him. The same sideways one that we showed before from SmackDown. Which is cool to see him adding something new to his arsenal. Until The Rock shows up. Maybe that's leading into that. The Rock's the only one who can do a Uranagi. And it's a jumping Uranagi. God. The next thing you know, they're sitting there battle of the Uranagis. Because you know how they like to put dumb little taglines on shit. Kind of like the Spinneroni battle. Or the bookend battle. Actually, the bookend. So yeah, Booker's not a Simone. He has a Uranagi. They got a fucking... <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could just tell. I could just call it. I can see it now. WrestleMania 38. Battle of the Uranagis. When he put him through the table there, McAfee goes one cheek bear as he goes through the table because Valor had yeah, a wedgie. Yeah, he like gave him like a half <laughs> wedgie and he hiked him up. One cheek bear. Like that motherfucker. He made him feel that shit. Finn Balor kicking out via low blow callback to an earlier part of their feud. Yeah, one of the um things that happened in Balor's last match before he called upon the demon. Mm-hmm. Here it is here. The nut shot. There's Roman's face, right? And I love how you don't really realize it until you see Roman's face that it was basically a low blow. Good selling. Because when he first reacted, I thought he was reacting to the kick out, not the low blow. Sharing that with y'all. And then the Usos interfere in the main event. Because why Cause, not, right? Because they're the bloodline. Gotta have the bloodline interfering. I'm glad, though, you know, good to have the heel stable show up rather than just being backstage. You have to deal with the Usos. Wait a minute, the demon fighting back. The demon fighting back. Sending Jimmy Uso off the barricade. Send a slide blade to Jay. The demon's still in this thing. The match continues, remember. We still got a championship match going on. The demon. Setting Jay Uso up for a... Ouch. Jimmy's out. Jay's out. Roman with a That looked brutal. This was brutal. He like carried him for a hot second on his beard. I just love that shot where it's just like bodies all over the place. Mm-hmm. I've also noticed it's an interesting detail, and I don't know why I just happened to notice it. I've noticed Balor only ever uses that power bomb when he's using the demon. Here is that running drop kick. From when he demons up. That's some shit when you run in drop kick somebody to a table. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't think about it till that moment. But yeah, I've only ever seen him use that power bomb as a demon. I've never seen human battle use a power bomb before. Nice observation. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why that just happened to stuck stick out to me, but but then again, I thought about it. it's probably because both the Usos are a good bit bigger than Balor, so it's interesting to see him go for a move like that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember Finn's only 195 pounds, so that's a, that's some serious size difference that he's picking up. Yeah. Well, overall, what are your thoughts on just the bulk of the pay per view? Am I scared? You to know, ask? I would like it more if this didn't just feel like a let's just get to a Sunday show. I would have like, liked it if there were more extreme rules. Yeah, like this just felt like, like I said, I would call it all night. It was just regular rules. There wasn't much extreme about it. It was hot shot booking, but the whole point of hot shot booking is to do cool things at the last minute, not doing nothing. That's why I don't give them. That's why I don't give them passes for not having time to get shit ready and not hot shot booking. Because even when they plan hot shot booking, it sucks. And yeah, the you know the matches were good enough, of course. Yeah, but it's like you would expect that from a company with common sense. Like the least I can expect for you is to have good matches. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like I go to a restaurant and my food doesn't taste like cat shit. I would think not. <laughs> like oh, the food the food here didn't kill me. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. Like yeah, no shit. I'm gonna like, mark it with a. Gr- it's kind of interesting with WWE lately. I've almost put it in a category where it's like it has two options. It's perfect or it's shit. I don't even see the in-between anymore. I'm going to mark it with a green mark on my map. The food doesn't kill me here. That would have been the name of the episode if this would have been a a regular Monday show. Fucking food didn't kill me. All right, cool. If I answer my phone, oh, it didn't blow up tonight. Fucking great. (laughs) I think more effort needs to go into these shows for sure. Even though the wrestlers are giving it at all, the booking is clearly not. Agents and writers are garbage. This could run itself if this is the way that they're going to do it. And whatever parts of it we enjoyed, I feel like creativity played very little role in that. And it was more the latent ability of the talent that we depended on. And uh, that's pretty much the fundamental problem that they've always had from the beginning. Don't even label it extreme role. Stop having seasonal pay-per-views like if it's Thanksgiving and Christmas, put them wherever you need them. And then you won't have to just come up with excuses to do things or even worse when they come up not doing any of the things that you're supposed to have excuses to do. Because now you look stupid from both ends. My biggest issue with the hell to sell pay-per-view. It took the excitement out of whenever that match was was announced because you knew Hell in a Cell would probably show up at least once a year, but you didn't know when. Mm-hmm. You knew it only called for specific occasions for that match to reappear. But if you have just an annual pay-per-view, you're like, oh, it's that month? Okay, who's going to be in it? Or I can almost predict it. Like, when I can call your shit in the air, there's a problem. Yeah. Like, how many times have we come out here and been like, you could just watch the pay-per-view and got caught up on weeks of shit? And we were jokingly saying how funny it would be like if any matches on Extreme Rules ended in disqualification. And like Sasha's return made that happen. There was a, dis- there was a disqualification on an I Extreme didn't even Rules. I think movie. about that. You know, it's kind of like we were joking literally before we got here. We said, ha ha ha, wouldn't it be hilarious if there's a disqualification during Extreme Rules? And there was. There was. That's crazy. The challenge that they had before was to make extreme rules more extreme than a regular show. The problem that they're going to have tomorrow is to try to make the regular show more extreme than the extreme rules. God almighty. Because they seem so similar, it just felt like a regular show. I could have dealt with the night off, to be honest. Exactly. We could have done so, we could have done so much more fun shit. Like I'm, t- I'm tired of these phone-it-in shows. Everybody else is going Falls to the wall trying to put out the best shit that they can in the so-called number one company just phoning it in every month. That they are. All right. We are done, I'm assuming, right? 
Of course. All right, guys. Well, don't forget that tomorrow, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, following Monday Night Raw, if I'm on time, God willing, there will be an episode of Talk Brunch Live where we'll go over the entire week of wrestling. We will cover the dirt sheets, everything that's been happening in the news, as well as the AEW Dynamite in Arthur Ashe Stadium, Queens, New York, and Rampage. The new NXT 2.0 second episode, Monday Night Raw, unfortunately, and whatever else comes to mind. Also, thank you to all of the live listeners that have been participating and everyone who's been with us hanging out throughout the entire evening, uh, including Quest Thompson, George, Shano31, Kula Ice, Willie V2, EB Gamer, Sarala, Stasis Dreams, uh, Am I saying your name correctly? Rakuza, Suba, thank you for the follow over on Facebook, as well as Seb, thank you for being here and thank you for earlier, as well as everybody listening on demand across all podcast platforms, including Spotify, Heart Radio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other popular places podcasts are found. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 483, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch, for myself and Destin Soul Glow Frazier. We're out of here. All right, go in there. Oh shit, come on, come on, come on. Shut it down. Oh.